Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Today, we are talking why the going gets tough though. Because last week, we talked about why it gets worse before it gets better. And this is kind of 2.0 on that. Why the going gets tough and what we can do about it. And where there's hope in the process when it feels like it all seems like too much. That could be for you feeling like in work or in finances or family or relationships um, when you are trying to build something and the going gets tough and Ashley remind me the last half of that saying when the going gets tough the tough gets going yeah the tough (laughs) gets going and so I have a feeling many of us can relate to this idea when the going gets tough the tough gets going and just sometimes the going is really mean and sometimes the going just feels like two to the chest and the going just feels like it has no it's not a respecter of persons. So this idea that we can carry on and this idea that we can persevere through hard times um, is so necessary and so helpful and edifying to us as individuals in our own walk with the Lord and um, collectively. So uh, I would say first, when I think of the going and feeling like this feels impossible, I actually want to talk about when I was in school, something that felt like it was going to destroy me. I am not the most gifted when it comes to mathematics. (laughs) And uh, I knew I didn't have any money for college and my parents hadn't really set aside anything. And um, that felt like a million miles away. And I felt like, man, just how, how can I move beyond my current circumstance? Didn't have resources didn't have didn't feel like quote unquote a way out of that current situation and circumstance yeah and I um, was failing every math class I took I was killing it English but failing math and I know this sounds like (laughs) the most ridiculous example but I it really was hard in the moment and I remember asking a good girlfriend who probably listens to this podcast Karen Porter if you're listening thank you so Shout much I, I passed high school because of you <laughs> graduated uh, yeah graduated high school because of you and uh, I was failing algebra failing everything else that you have to take after algebra geometry the whole nine yards and I wanted, wanted to take the ACT and I knew I again wouldn't have been ready to pass that with flying colors and this beautiful woman, when I felt like this is going to be the end of me, I'm never going to go to college, I'm never going to amount to something, I'm never going to be anybody, I've got no money, I have no place to go, like this is like I'm just going to work an entry-level job for the rest of my life and hope for the best <laughs> and try to pay my bills. And um, and that would be okay. That would be okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But I had big dreams. I wanted to write. Sure. I wanted to pastor. I wanted to speak. I wanted to shepherd. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do all these things. And when it felt like the end of me, this beautiful woman sat down with me just because she was my friend for about two hours. I think it was on Thursdays, Thursday afternoon at her house. And we would just sit in her room at her desk and she would help me learn math. And I, she is younger than me. And it was, I, I, I didn't need to feel like, oh, this is so below me to have this younger girl 
help me in math. I was like, I got no money for a tutor, and I know you're good at this. And also, she graduated with a four-year degree in mathematics. So, I mean, she knew her math. Yeah, she knew her math. Um, And the funny thing is she's now in ministry too, full-time ministry. So there you go. Um, But she, her dream was to be a math teacher. And I said, well, you can start right now with me in your bedroom at your desk helping me with math. (laughs) And, uh, And I know, again, it sounds so, so simple. But I thought of this the other day when I was helping Jericho with his math because there's so much shame and I feel like such an idiot when it comes to math. And so to be able to... Uh, go back and remember that time that the the going got real tough and the tough got real going. And I was so thankful as I thought back to just her help and the way she was able to reach me in that moment and walk me through that. And again, I understand the simplicity of this example. Yeah. But guess what, <laughs> people? You think math was boring and simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's not simple, Ashley. It's not simple. It's so hard. <laughs> I was having so much pain, so much Sorry. trouble. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm like, use a calculator. I don't understand. But I, I saw a meme the other day that said, you think when you graduate high school and you're like, oh, I never have to do math again. And then you have a second grader who brings home a math page and you're like, freak. Here well, you I gotta am call again. your friend. That's that's what you do. Next I know. step is here's I'm the like... next generation of my family for you to tutor. Um, we're coming over. Are you available Wednesday at five? Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday at five or Thursdays. We can pick up where we left off. <laughs> and I say that silly little example to say that there are things that can just feel like they're gonna destroy us and they seem so simple and easy yeah. to everybody else. And we yeah. feel like, why can't we move on? Yeah. You know, I use the simple story of math, but it could be addiction, it could yes. be- um, Insecurity, Insecurity, yes, absolutely. I mean, you. I mean, there's a million things we could name. You fill in the blank for whatever thing that yeah. trips you up, or feeling like you can't get over this uh, manipulative relationship. I mean, yeah. again, whatever it may be for you. But we think, why can't I do this? Why is this so easy for everyone else, but not for me? Why yeah. can everyone win, but I can't? Right. And I think that there is something to be said for carrying on I think there's something to be said for perseverance yeah um when although it might be easy for everybody else it doesn't mean it's impossible for us it just means it takes a little bit extra yeah and I love the idea of just you know that that's the simplest the simplicity of the daily and the grind of the daily because it that's what you're talking about right like math you had to have it to graduate it's not like one of those things you can opt out of and i feel like so much of life is like that like i don't get to opt out of my daily responsibilities i don't get to opt out of washing my clothes or taking a shower even though i'd love to do that sometimes you know i mean that's debatable actually we have have baby wipes that would like to say otherwise (laughs) oh trust i use them on my face 24 7. But yeah, we have to put oil in our car. We have to feed ourselves. We have to feed other people in our household, potentially, if that's our situation, you know, but it's the daily grind that we have to be responsible for. And so I love this saying, like when the going gets tough, the tough get going, because it's like, yeah, it is tough, but let the tough motivate you and Mm -hmm. propel you into doing what needs to be done. And it doesn't mean that sometimes you're going to have a crap day, like sometimes our best is showing up, right? And like, maybe you have to put the laundry off for another week because you just can't, you know, or it's got to be you know, can't be folded. It's going to be piled on the bed for, you know, the next 15 days, but whatever it is, we have to 
to constantly encourage ourselves to stay disciplined in the small things. Yeah. And then also like you, you talked about life, like dealing you two to the chest. And it's such a, that for me is such a, um, gosh, a really powerful image where I'm like, whoa. Um, Cause you think about that, but that is how it feels sometimes. Like life literally can just kick you and knock you down and you don't see it coming. It can surprise you and just hurt and ache and put you in sorrow and grief. Um, and that, that is an important part to recognize with life. Um, and so what Tiffany and I are not saying is like, hey, every time things get tough, you just keep you know, going through it. Sometimes it's like, hey, I need to, actually the tough getting going for me right now is to sit and mourn this loss. Or the mm-hmm. tough getting going right now is for me to sit and be still and figure out what is my next step. Or sometimes for some of us, the tough getting going is going, hey, you know what, actually I'm just doing too much. <laughs> I need yeah. to start removing things from my calendar, removing things from my life, or maybe even removing people from my life. But either way, we have to let the difficulties of life and the daily of life motivate us to keep going. Like one thing we can't stop doing is living. We have to keep going. We have to keep getting up. We have to keep trying again. Like we have got to keep on living. Um, This morning I was reading a Psalm that a dear friend sent me and Psalm 27 at the very end of it, it's um, King David is this guy who also was a songwriter. Like he wrote poems and he wrote these beautiful psalms that people could sing or cry out that would give you hope and a place to process pain. And so in this particular psalm, he's going through a very difficult time and he writes, I would have lost hope. I would have given up. I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And it was such an encouragement to me this morning, but I, I feel like there's probably people listening who are going like, hey, I don't I don't see a way forward. I don't see yeah. hope in this, whether it's in the daily or it's in something very serious that just happened to you, um, or you're in the mundane boringness of life. You're like, I just don't see a way forward. And we have to constantly remind ourselves, like we would lose hope. We would give up had we not believed that it was possible for us to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so reminding yourself again about your dream, reminding yourself again about what's ahead of you, reminding yourself again of it's worth it. Like it is worth it to keep going. It is worth it to have hope. And I think that can spur us on when things get tough. Absolutely. And I think to add to that, a time to lament, a time to assess what's on your plate and a time to reach out for help. Yes. Come on. Really a time to reach out for help. Because if we're spinning on the hamster wheel and we feel like I don't know how to do this like I don't know how to get through this yeah like reaching out to a mentor a friend who's farther along in their journey or just excelling in a different area than you are Mm -hmm. that could speak life and also remind you that you're doing better than you think you are you know I think sometimes we feel like man I just can't win and you have to be reminded like you are so beloved you are so gifted you are doing much better than you think you are yes I think it's a such a good reminder and I love what you said about hope and let's pause on that for a second uh so many of us hope in how things will turn out our next paycheck um the next big deal that we might be getting um how something's going to turn out our weight loss you know we hope in all of these things that are yet to be and we are overcome with disappointment when those things don't happen when those things don't work out how we how we thought they would and and even worse, when we're putting so much hope in another person yeah, and hoping that they'll be what we need, hoping that they'll just make everything okay. Yeah. And that's a tall order for anybody. Yes, that's a tall is. order <laughs> for anything if we're hoping in 
um, you know, some sort of financial gain or whatever the case may be. Maybe we think, you know, I know so many friends, uh, they've moved and they think everything's going to be different when I move. Everything's going to start over when I move. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 I get it. And thinking like, oh, and then it is ordinary or even harder than they would have expected and it Mm -hmm. isn't shiny fireworks and wonder and awe. And it's like, you know what? We put so much stock, so much hope in how things are going to turn out. And really it's misplaced. And when we can really, um, as you said, hope in the Lord and just hope in who he is and hope in his presence and hope is a person. It has a name in Jesus. And when we put that there, we're not constantly overcome with disappointment and feeling like, why am I going to dream? Why am I going to persevere? Why am I going to carry on? Why am I going to keep going if this just keeps being one disappointment after another? Right. And it's when we've misplaced our hope. Come and on. if we can re, redistribute that hope in the right place mm-hmm. and and let it be settled in the person mm-hmm. of Christ, I think we can really walk through this life not thinking, I don't hope in how things are going to turn. I don't hope that things are totally. always going to turn out to my benefit. And I think that's where um, this gospel of self-help is so deeply oppressive, Ashley, because... I agree. Talk yeah, about it. so deeply oppressive yes. because we think that, oh, if I just do this, then this is going to happen. Right. If I just visioneer it, then... And I, I'm, I literally just wrote a book on dreams. So yeah. I get it. I get about making a plan. But I also understand the idea that we must hold that so loosely in our hands. Right. Because we aren't ultimate. We aren't God. We right. aren't on the throne of our lives. Right. And so we can have our plans, but we must have room to be molded and shaped by tension. Yes. Because ultimately this idea that, oh, if I do this, then I get this. Mm-hmm. That's not the gospel. The gospel mm-hmm. is I am one with Christ, mm-hmm. who he is molding me to be on the journey is really the ultimate goal. So really, again, it's all where we place the value. If we value what we're going to get and it's like a slot machine. Yeah. And if we do X, Y, and Z, then I'm going to get a shiny pink car or right. whatever the case may be. I'm so sorry. I, that wasn't a dig at Mary Kay. I know you do get a pink <laughs> car if you reach a certain level of sales. I'm so sorry. That wasn't. Maybe I should use a different example. But, you know, fill in the blank. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get my healing if I do this, this, and this. I'm going to get my reward if I do this, this, and this. And that is, that's not the way of the king. Uh, We will be left so disappointed and disillusioned if we ascribe to that belief and that broken theology. I agree. And I think, like, the, the biggest thing is, realizing that when we sign up for a life of faith that we did not sign up for our issues and problems and pain to go away that it is not like this climbing the ladder of success journey that that not that is actually not what faith is and so that is a different religion it's not christianity mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it takes a lot of guts to sort of sit in that and go wait a minute god i thought that if i did this it would produce this and i thought that if i did that it would produce that but none of this is happening and i think we need to realize exactly what you just said tiffany is that christianity is not a self-help program it is not a way to climb the ladder of success and get everything that you've ever wanted it's just not even biblical and i think that's part of going back to the stories of the bible because in the stories you know i was thinking about this um last week i was able to preach a message on sunday called the power of a story and one of the things i shared is that you know i 
I look at the lives of the people in the Bible, and there's not a single life that if I really studied it, I go, yes, I'd love to sign up for that, you know? But so often we hang our hat on these triumphant moments of the wow. Bible, but who actually wants this life? Like when that I think about Abraham, word, right? Woo. No, come on. When you think about Abraham, you think about Sarah, you think about King David, you think about Esther who was, you know, orphaned and brought into a basically a harem. And is she going to be the one who gets picked to be with the king and all the rest of his ladies, you know, it's like, think about that, like the reality of living these, these lives, or I think about a Nehemiah, or we think about all the people in the New Testament, you know, and it just, it, it made me shudder a little to think about what, what life am I really building God? And what story am I really focused on? Is it ultimately a story of redemption? Or is it a story of me getting what I want? Um, is because it a that's story not of biblical. me getting what I want? Yeah, it's like that. that isn't even Bible. And so really thinking about the cost of living life on this earth. And we know from personal experience, and I'm sure you do too, our dear listeners, that life is hard and being mm-hmm. human is mm-hmm. hard. This is not easy at mm-hmm. all. And at the same time, it's like no one promised us it would be. You know, media has done a really good job of selling us a lie. <laughs> and so has America if you live here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not true and it's not reality. And, and once you let go of that pressure to sort of get all those things and do this life for yourself, then you realize like there's this whole huge world out there of generosity and love and grace and gumption when things get hard and this capacity to make a difference, even though things are not always going our way. And I think that matters so much more at the end of our life than climbing that big success self-help ladder. Yeah. You could almost say that when the going gets tough, we're bound at some point or another to have a crisis of faith. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because, you know, (laughs) my silly little math example, or, you know, I've also lost a child in the adoption process. That's an example as well. Like there's so many times that we are presented with such a mountain to climb and such a loss to bear and grief to process. Gosh. Absolutely. And, you think like, oh, where is God in this? Where is God yeah. in this? How am I supposed to get through this? This isn't what I signed up for. And that's exactly what you signed up for. It's exactly. Yeah. I love how you mentioned so many Old Testament and New Testament saints. You know, I think of Paul. He was dumped in an unmarked grave. Yeah. Like this hero of the faith that yes. we we use to twist his words and yep. to fit our Agenda. agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but I love, I, I really have never thought about it that way, Ashley, when you said, would you want to live their lives? Yeah. Wow. That no was, way. <laughs> that was huge for me. I've never, I've never thought about it like that because we are so busy adoring yeah. them. Yes. And glorifying them and Come turning on. them into superheroes that we think, but look at how they overcome and we only cherry pick the pieces that are so shiny in the Psalms and the Proverbs and the passages that exemplify how they have overcome and we Mm -hmm. don't pick the passages. When's the last time you sang a worship song that talked about the hard parts and didn't end with anything shiny? Come on. You know, actually, I want to, I want to expand on that. So this last week was my adoption day last Saturday and um, February 23rd. That's so special. yeah, it, it Gosh, is special. It and is. Um, so I posted on Instagram this little caption, little micro blog, if you will. 
and explaining the two narratives that both exist in adoption. Hmm. And one was I was given a family and brothers and a roof over my head and food in my belly and a bed to sleep in and safety and wasn't left on the street. That is so beautiful. And on the other hand, another narrative exists that is also true. It says I was ripped from my culture. I have no understanding. Uh, I Something that I'll never have again. And I will always look at it as foreign. And here I am in this third culture. Both narratives are true. And I can sit with those. I can sit with the pain of one and the beauty of the other. I can mm. sit with those both together. And... <laughs> 109 comments later, seeing people say, but oh, but look at all the goodness. Oh, you wouldn't have had this. And oh, you wouldn't have had this. And oh, but but look at how beautiful things have turned out for you. And look at your family and just look at how God's done so much. And I wasn't discounting the glory of God and what he's done in my life or through yeah. my life. Yeah. But I was sitting with the hard part. And I'll tell you what, Ashley, it was not it was not well received it really mm. by so many people and it is just a reminder that we don't often welcome people's tough right the going gets tough we don't welcome yeah. people's tough right. and the first thing people did was jump at that oh but look what god oh you wouldn't have met your husband and you wouldn't have had your kids and and i said oh that wasn't up for discussion. None of right. those things were up for right. discussion. Right. I am simply able to sit with the brokenness and the pain of being ripped from my first culture and my first family. Yeah. But also sit with the beauty of the family I have now and the yeah. adopted family that I have. And all of it was just a reminder like, man, we just, we silence the voices that lament. Come on. And we magnify the voices that celebrate all that God's done, but we have to tell the whole story. And I just love how you said that we have to, there's so much power in story. There is. And it's also like, it's actually unbiblical to focus only on conquering and triumph and victory. Like it's completely unbiblical. You are erasing stories. You are erasing Mm -hmm. truth. You are erasing the power of pain to propel us into purpose. And so I think it really, really matters in our world today that we continue to cultivate spaces that hold the tension. I love what you talked about, like that you were there healthy as as all get out holding the tension. It's like, no, I'm not going to deep dive off because things have been horrible, but I'm also not going to just act like they didn't happen. And yeah, so there's this gonna... beautiful space in the middle. And you can't erase that. the hard parts. You right. cannot erase the you hard cannot. parts. They make you who you are. Yes. They absolutely make you yes, who you are. Yes, they do. And Amen. and at the same time, we want you listening to hear that we we hold the tension and yeah. we persevere. Yeah. Come and on. we persevere. Yes. And we carry on. Yes. I mean, I think of countless scriptures that do encourage us to carry on. You know, in and so many of those scriptures where uh, prophets and teachers were encouraging the flock or the people of God to carry on was in times of persecution was in the going was ever so tough. And that's when they said, but carry on with the good gospel, carry on because this is true and this is right. And this is whole. Yes. This is what you need. This is resurrection. This is what Christ came for. Come on. This is ministering to my soul. I hope it's blessing Mm. y'all. I sure hope it is. Any closing thoughts, Ashley? 
No, I don't think so. Just know that we're in it with you, that there's not a single human being who who doesn't have a desire or need to persevere. You are not alone in your perseverance, whether it's on the daily grind, whether you're believing for a dream, or whether you have just suffered an unimaginable loss or going through something terrible and hard. You know, um, the you will get through it. You're going to get through this, and you're not alone. Um, and the final thing I want to say is every time you ask me, do I have any closing thoughts? I always say no. And then I start talking. So I just wanted to acknowledge <laughs> to everyone that I see that flaw in myself. And we just, we're not going to call it a flaw. <laughs> we're not calling it a flaw. It's what makes you awesome. You have something to say and we have a podcast and we have people listening. So go ahead yes, and say so it. Just say it all. <laughs> um, uh, my last thought is this. We hold up raw talent. We hold up people who have means and we think man they have what it takes because they have this raw talent and they have means never underestimate perseverance come never, on ever yep. ever underestimate grit yeah. and getting back up and carrying on i mean yes. we think about even this this common quote today that we share so often keep calm and carry on that was given by the <laughs> queen of england during war times to hmm. her people to say keep calm carry on and and even that saying wasn't as popular back then but it had such a resurgence as more and more people deep dived into history and and found those sayings and the the way she would say it and the encouragement she had to the people that I understand that we're in a war and we're being bombed mm. but I encourage you keep calm find your peace mm. and carry on so it's we much love more powerful you listeners. than the, the coffee mug version so thank you for telling us that yeah isn't that beautiful <laughs> that's amazing. where that came from it's yeah amazing. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of the queen of England Me all too. of them except the yeah. ones that hurt people I don't want those ones but I like the <laughs> I like our current one longest reigning monarch in, in modern history <laughs> bless you listeners we'll see you next week bye 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 hey listeners remember to subscribe and comment it helps others to find the show to learn more about tiffany's writing speaking or books visit tiffanybloom.com to learn more about ashley's writing speaking or books visit ashabercrombie.org see you next week